Welcome everyone to Studio Insights with Bell Vista Studios. You got myself, Kim, you got Victoria and Hannah. Thanks for choosing to learn with us. We're very grateful to have you as part of our community and yeah, keep sharing the love. We appreciate it. This chat Studio Insights is our opportunity, how it varies from all the other videos is it's our opportunity to um, ask questions from each other either something we appreciate the other does well and we want to develop those skills or we want to know how to do something get different perspectives and yeah here we are so I'm going to go first my question hopefully I I'm wondering if I'm going to steal some Hannah's question but anyway um so my question is for you Vic and I know you've been you've got some new client projects at the moment so developing some templates um and I would love to know what your design process is from you're given the task to develop a client's template. So how do you come up with the inspiration and how do you pick that's the one? And then it's what I find is, is like, yeah, that's a really nice template that I'm going to work with. And then as screens get developed or different pages get developed, you're like, Ooh, how do I make it work? So any mm -hmm. tips for making it work and how to get that visual aesthetic, beautiful designs that you have been creating and just for anyone if you follow us on things like Instagram and stuff in our stories we share some of this work so you guys should check out um, the Facebook groups and our Instagram because sometimes you get sneak peeks behind the scenes and you would have seen Vic's beautiful designs anyway back to you Vic um well <laughs> uh yeah I always start off looking for inspiration um sometimes it's good and like the client might have provided something um, other times, like you or Hannah might have said, this is cool, like we should try this this project. Mm -hmm. um, so I like collect all of that and then usually still look on uh, like Google, Shutterstock or things like Canva um, to look up more specific designs usually. Um, so it could just be like looking up, um, you could look for something like a modern website or something, modern website design or something like that on Google and just like scroll through the images um, Shutterstock, I'll usually look at things like PowerPoint templates because um, then you can see like a full set of designs um, and Canva has like Canva's a whole bunch of different templates so you can kind of get inspiration from any type like it could be their video templates or social mm. media stuff or like anything. Um, so yeah, I start just by like looking through just for something that <laughs> like stands out at me that looks nice. Um, and I'll usually try and get an idea before I look at those of what I want to look out for. Like, is it, am I looking for something that has lots of room for photos or like lots of white space or lots of text, like whatever. I need like some kind of idea from the client task basically to know like what kind of thing am I making? Um, is it going to be like really information like text heavy or do I know they want lots of images? And if they want images, do I know like what kinds of images? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, using that as like a guidance, because obviously when you look on things like Google, there's millions of <laughs> images and like lots of really nice stuff too. Um, so yeah, getting an idea first of what I need to be looking for. Um, not like super specific, but just like a rough kind of idea. Um, then yeah, just looking at different templates and designs and seeing what I like. I don't really know how to explain that part because to me it is just kind of like personal preference, like. I just look at things and I decide if I think they look nice or not. Um, mm. And yeah, then I'll generally take, 
uh, just screenshots of things that I do like. So it could be like a whole screen that I like. It could be just, um, I don't know, like the way an image is being cropped or if it's on Shutterstock, it could be like a full set of things where I think like a few of the different slides could work. So I just collect from everything I've looked at, I collect a bunch of screenshots of things I do like that I think will work um, and put them in that Word document usually, um, just on Google Drive or something. Um, then I'll normally have a plan of what kind of thing I need to create. So if it's for a look and feel, like it might be a title slide, a video slide, a text and image slide or whatever. Um, so get clear on that. Mm -hmm. And then could like compare that list to the designs I've seen and kind of match up what I think would work for which type of slide <laughs> and then start designing from there. Um, and so I guess for that process, a lot of the time it is like, I look at the, I identify like what elements I do like from whatever the design is and I'll try and replicate that as best I can with the client content and with new images um, and their colors and everything. Um, and that is like a very, like I have to like <laughs> keep going over and over it kind of thing. Like it's not often that I'll see a design I like and replicate it. I'm like, yeah, that's done. Like there is usually a lot of adjustments in that that I need to make because photos and colors and like font types make such a big difference to a design. So sometimes when I apply the client's um, brand, might not always look as nice as the one that I've seen with like cool bubble writing or something like that. Mm. Um, so yeah, then it's like constantly just like trying to improve it and like figure out what's working and what's not working. Um, and for that, I've actually found recently that I find it because I used to get stuck like having a blank canvas. You try something, it doesn't work. And then I'm like, well, I'm back to nothing now. Um, but I've found now that I find it a bit easier if like I do a design and I'm not 100% happy with it. I used to just scrap it and start again, but now I'll like copy it and paste it and then start moving something around on like the next mm. design. So I don't like lose my original one, even though I didn't like particularly like it. Because <laughs> um, yeah, then I can play around with the next one and I might like realize there's bits from the second one that I like that I've moved that could work with like <laughs> stuff from the first one. Um, or I might get more inspiration from the second one to be able to fix the first one um and yeah then it's not like at the end of four hours whatever it is like I might have 15 like almost their slides instead of like two that I really like or potentially <laughs> one where I'm like I just can't get anything to work mm. um and that's when I find it good to have someone else come in so I think like getting feedback is a very important part of the design process um because it could be like, I think a, slight, a screen might be like 80% there, but there's just something that doesn't seem right. But I've like, I'm in too deep. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't figure out what it is. So that's when it's good to get someone else's opinion, I think. Um, and usually you'll like point out straight away <laughs> to me, like why it might not be working. Whereas if I could have looked at it for like another five hours and not <laughs> realised what it was. Um, so yeah, I think just like trying to having like the inspiration there to constantly like refer back to um and yeah not just like scrapping something straight away if you don't like it just like move on try something else and then maybe you can go back to the other stuff later and rework it based on something you have done that you've liked yeah yeah that's, that's cool. kind of it I think 
yeah get from that like basically experiment never do something and get a fresh perspective not everyone has access to a team member to get feedback on so sometimes that fresh perspective can be looking at it on a different device or just mm -hmm. coming back to it like go for a walk and like what I find is really cool and encouraging like that process is so good that you just shared and what's really encouraging for people watching is that like you don't have a design background like you've mm -hmm. never studied design you've just kind of been experimenting and looking at the world and then decided like this is like you've got there through experimentation and you're self-taught and you're already like your designs are beautiful I think that's really encouraging for other people that haven't got that skill set either mm. well yeah it definitely takes a lot of experimentation but <laughs> I feel like I'm slowly getting there mm. it looks definitely. so good when I got the final templates this morning I was like oh my gosh <laughs> like I was like wowed by them so you did a really good job mm. thanks yeah I think Why did... do make a big difference <laughs> yeah that's something that we definitely have figured out as a team get mm. them photos in the photos are where the visual appeal can come from and hide other things if your design is not as great <laughs> thank you <You're> welcome. <laughs> Anna do you want to ask you a question <laughs> so that was my question <laughs> <laughs> that's why I went first I knew it would be <laughs> sucker sorry nah <laughs> stress rush <laughs> because I saw it like appearing over time and I was like oh it must be stretched you shouldn't have pointed it out I didn't even notice <laughs> no I find it funny it's just weird um, <laughs> that was great Vic thank you I took note of my question too um, but I do have another question I can ask you Kim that would help me with something I'm working on right now yeah um so I'm currently working on creating audio scripts for a work health and safety project mm it's like about that it's like this huge document of like hundreds of pages that I have to basically put into short animation scripts for each topic yeah and you're going to be the peer reviewer <laughs> I've got my ideas around how I can make it like human-centered and effective mm. that but do you have any advice or insight for me that would help me at this point so that when you get it to review it's in a good place well what have you done then so far um, so I've done information mapping. Yeah. So I've gone through and basically like pulled out the need to know information and separated it into the topics. Mm -hmm. um, I'm using our how to write animation scripts formula. So mm -hmm. attention grabber, the impact that the person can have, what our expectations are of them and the support that's available. Mm. And so that I've gone through the information mapping and highlighted like the attention grabber for topic one, all the yeah. attention grabber parts, and then gone through each part of the animation formula mm. and now looking at the information mapping and looking at that information I've highlighted to write the scripts. And the scripts are currently broken up to into like attention grabber impact expectation support. So I've got headings and I'll remove the headings at the end. Mm. <laughs> that's where I'm up to at the moment and so what do you want from me right now well do you have like any other insight where you're like I would do this or like I'd love to see 
script done in this way like it's basically an open question of if there's anything else that you would uh, nah I don't because <laughs> I would be conscious of tainting the process if I did that to be Kim centered and not human centered <laughs> um, and what I might like to see yeah is will defeat the purpose of all the hard work that we've put into creating our process and so for people watching you know everything share on youtube hannah's spoken about a blog there that aida formula for writing attention grabbing scripts um she's referring to things from the creator hub as well so all of those things are things that we've experimented with and we know that they work and we know that they work because they get good training results Clients are able to use them, give us good feedback on them. Minimal feedback, I would say, is probably the most beneficial uh, reward to show that our process is working. So for me, it sounds like you've used our process and therefore I trust that it's going to be the way that it needs to be when it gets to me. And then from that perspective, when I look at it, the first time I look at it is a learner perspective so if I was a learner how would I receive the scripts that you give to me so all I know at the moment is it's a work health and safety certificate that yeah. people actually get like a tangible uh, qualification from and that's mm -hmm. all I need to know because if I'm in the workplace I probably only know that as well so from that perspective I'm perfect I'm primed to be your learner to be able to give you good feedback and then the second thing is I'll, I'll just be referring to the things that you mentioned um, in terms of, you know, did I feel motivated? Did I care? Did I know the impact, which is I know what our instructional design process is. So I'll be looking to go, did I feel that way? What can I do now as a result of these intro topics? So no, because I know that our process is really good and I know that you're really good at doing the process for the work that you produce. All right. <laughs> Sweet. I was thinking more like if you thought could think of like any other blogs or anything that is our process that I should add to it. That's probably more. No. But if you think it like sounds like you've done the yeah. thing. Okay. All right, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Easy one. Basically, you're doing good work. Just keep doing good work. <laughs> and don't doubt yourself. <laughs> My question's for Kim. <laughs> I probably should have gone before Hannah because it was related to the question she asked me. But <laughs> um, so. I want to know what. So you were giving me the feedback on the designs that I did. And mm. as I mentioned before, I feel like you do kind of pick up on things straight away and you'll say, like, I know what might not be working or I know what we can, like, improve mm. on. And it does kind of seem like it's, like, super quick. You've just looked at it and you're like, yeah, I can see it straight away, which I know would have to do with, like, your experience and everything. But mm. I want to know, like, if when you look at designs like that, is there, like, questions you're asking yourself or... Like, because now it might be an automatic thing where you can just look and see. Like, mm. I don't know, you just look and it's the 
like when I look at something and I say, yeah, I like that or I don't, I don't go through like a full on thought process. Yeah. Um, but I guess when you were learning how to identify that stuff, was there like questions you asked yourself or like key things that you just remembered to look out for each time? Yeah, basically that- if I don't love it, I'm like, I've got some work to do, girl. <laughs> um, no, so there is, like I have studied graphic design, so I kind of have the foundation stuff and those questions to ask um, at the, the very first time you look at anything in the world, a newspaper, um, front page, the car design that goes by, um, when you're deciding what color to paint a room, all of these things are design, right? And it is, do I like it or not? Is that working? Yes or no? So yeah, then basically the next step, the simple things in, actually we have a a resource on the Creator Hub that is basically what is happening in my head. Um, And it is, I think it's graphic design, nine tips or something. But in that is a really good, starting point for non-graphic design trained people but when I'm looking for things I'm looking for alignment of things I'm looking for something that where does my eye go is my eye going to the right place on the screen or the document or where it's supposed to be so when I if I close my eyes and I open and look at what it is what am I looking at first and is that the first thing I'm supposed to be looking at as a learner And then what am I meant to be looking at second? So sometimes I remember yesterday, Vic, there was like a yellow little, like just design little rectangle. And that came up. Remember, I was like, oh, it doesn't quite sit right there. It's because Mm -hmm. yellow is such a bright color. As soon as it came onto the screen, I could only look at the yellow. And then I was like distracted by the layer. I was like, oh, where do I go? And I never, ever got to the heading of like, the heading and then the information because I was stuck in this little spiral mm. so the, that's another thing I'm looking for is am I going to where I need to go and normally they do it in top left down to the set, center of the screen or like mid left and then off to the bottom right and if we think about e-learning designs that's why it's kind of like the heading is at the top left then the text and the navigation is at the top right because we've gone I know what I'm here to learn on this screen. Then I'm learning the information and then I need to, I'm ready to progress. So that's why our navigation is down there. So um, that's basically the way the eye works. So I'm looking for that. Is our hierarchy of information in the right place? I am also looking for, um, trying to think, balance on a, Uh, page like harmony are things working together well are they working in harmony or is there one dominant thing that is taking away from something else on the screen or vice versa and that can be um, sometimes you even break that down from screen to screen as you're going you might have like image that's beautiful and it's a bit dark next one's beautiful a bit dark next one is beautiful but it's light And it's kind of like the overexposure happening here. There's that kind of design stuff. So I'm looking for consistency across screens. Do I know I'm in the same learning experience? Am I being brought on a journey? Am I, is my experience easy to follow? 
So I'm looking for, because in some of the designs you might have like the heading and stuff on the left, but then for example, you're doing steps at the moment. So you got step one on the left and then the um, information, but step two actually comes in from the right and is on the right. So I'm looking to go, is that confusing as a learner? Because you've just brought me from left to right, left to right, now right to left. And we as um, in Western society read left to right. So that's why we tend to go that top left of navigation to the diagonal bottom right is important. important. So I'd say I'm looking for um, alignment, number one. Harmony, so balance on the screen is, and there's rules of, there's a rule of thirds, it's called, basically, you see it when your phone opens and tries to take a photo that it's got a grid on it. So if you put that on when you're designing, you can go, okay, well, the text is going to go for two thirds of the screen, and then I'm going to have an image for the other third. Um, so that's what that harmony is about. And then I'm looking for clashes of things. So clashes might be where, yeah, like I'm not looking at the right thing when I'm supposed to, and that's, or is it a clash of color? Is something not right? Um, and I think, sorry, I'm trying to remember it, sorry. <laughs> I think then I go to like our QA checklist, which is stuff like, is every heading consistent throughout? Are they all bold and this size? is everything I interact with, for example, yellow, but then you've got this random rectangle that's yellow. I want to click it because you've trained me to click yellow things. So therefore I go, that that can't be yellow because it's not clickable. Mm. Um, so I'd encourage people to get that design resource from the Creator Hub and yeah. I will get that too. <laughs> there's more elements in that but I think it yeah if you focus on what do you like what's working what's not working how is the alignment is if something's running off the screen like a heading and then you've got something coming down they need to align or it needs to be a design design decision that it is a significant amount in not just a couple of pixels off because that's where the eye gets distracted so you're trying to make it an easy as possible experience for a learner to just flow through your experience I know exactly what I need to do I don't need to think there's nothing pulling my eye over here and over here and over here and over here and I think when you if you look at and google like what you said web um, modern designs and stuff they've already done it for you so if you're just replicating and using that as inspiration they're trained in that so it makes your life easier rather than learning all the stuff yeah yeah that's good I feel like the tip resource thing will be like a good little checklist for me to use um, mm. just as like a final sort of check in myself before I mm. share it mm. to get like the obvious things that <laughs> I should sort of be picking up on, I guess. Yeah. Was there any stuff that you were like, I'm going to remember that? Like that I gave you feedback that I haven't mentioned that you're like, oh, I'm going to remember to do that in future? Um, I, no, because I kind of think the main one that stood out for me was the alignment. Because, um, mm. yeah, I was kind of just putting things on... <laughs> And moving them without, like moving them, looking at the overall screen, but not 
at each asset like in comparison to other lines and shapes on there mm. um, yeah so it was just like I guess not going into as much detail because like some of the things I might have only had to move them a few pixels for it to be like in line but mm-hmm. like you noticed that and but I didn't because I just like saw it, the whole thing whereas you were like specifically measuring up each thing um, yeah yeah I feel like that stood out to me because that happened with a few of the slides I showed you and I hadn't thought about yeah. that at all <laughs> um yeah yeah but I don't know if you've ever been like taught to even think about that you know I feel like we have <laughs> when you were talking through it then I was like I've definitely <laughs> asked a similar question <laughs> on here before um but well yeah, yeah. we <laughs> it hasn't sunk in obviously Remember how we're learning graphic design hardcore? Yeah, well, that <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Can't have been that hardcore. I think I that it. is the value of a fresh perspective because mm. when I know if it's the reverse, I'm learning, I'm doing a design and then I give it to you guys or whatever, you're like, why did you do that? You know, or like, no, like you need to have the image needs to be further down the screen or you need to change that from black to white. But you get caught up in your designs, like you're so immersed in them that it's hard mm-hmm. to see it. You get design fatigue. So that's mm-hmm. why a fresh perspective, um, or which we were talking about earlier, is really important with design. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'll definitely still need that, obviously. But yeah, I think there's definitely some things I know I can improve before it gets to you. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think I'm getting better now at like act- <laughs> Because the thing is, like, we talk about this stuff and then I forget when I actually need to use it. But I think I'm getting a bit better at, like, putting reminders somewhere and actually looking at those reminders before I do a task. (laughs) So I'm going to add the graphic design resource to my reminder for whenever I do a graphic design task. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess revisit the QA checklist as well because that's Mm -hmm. something that is useful, like, especially that focuses on alignment so much doesn't go into as much detail but yeah 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 thanks oh good nice work all right uh thanks for watching another episode of bell studio insights with bell vista studios <laughs> go check out the creator hub the links are in the descriptions there are so many resources that if our stuff resonates you are going to get even more value there and go invest in yourself peace out what's up awesome human Thank you, thank you, thank you on behalf of myself and the Bell Vista Studios team for continuously choosing to learn with us. We really appreciate it. If the tips and the insights and the context resonate with you and you want to take your skills to the next level or you want to make your life way easier, you will love our Creator Hub. The Creator Hub is a place for people like you and us. Basically, it's the stuff that we use internally at Bell Vista Studios and then we just share it publicly with you. The Creator Hub is created by instructional designers for instructional designers. And what you'll love there at the moment is we've got a quiz, Could I Be a Better Instructional Designer? That has so much tips in the feedback if you're interested in human-centered design or just taking your skills to the next level in terms of the solutions you're creating, the problems you want to solve. But in there as well, aren't we cute? That's us. Um, But we've got the coaching courses, freebies, give us gratitude, and also we've got some templates. And basically they're always around the lens of 
learning experience design, instructional design, and e-learning. So a human-centered design focus is very much what we're about at Bell Vista Studio. So putting your learners at the heart of a solution and creating something for their needs. So there's the human-centered design stuff, and then we've also got the business stuff. So this is the stuff they don't teach you about when you want to become a freelancer or a consultant in the instructional design world. So go check it out. The link is in the description. You can check out everything that is available for you. Thank you for choosing to learn with us. Continuously invest in your skills. You will be rewarded as an instructional designer. Share this stuff, share it with other people because when we are better instructional designers, we create better solutions that create better humans that create a better world. So we have a very important role and I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have an awesome day.